Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. Now, there's one pretty major trending news topic in the <laughs> vegan world today. Now, we're recording this on Sunday, November 1st. So you will have missed this important day by the time you're listening to this. But in case you didn't know, today is World Vegan Day. Who knew? Because we didn't know. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad that we just uh, under the wire just figured it out. Yeah. I started like seeing people like posting about things. I was like, why is everyone talking about veganism so much today? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I started reading more captions. I was like, oh, it's World Vegan Day apparently. apparently november is world vegan month what who knew who would have thunk it i don't know Catherine. for me every day is vegan day and every month is vegan month you know (laughs) and every life is vegan life (laughs) so we figured we should you know talk about veganism (laughs) (laughs) this this podcast episode's gonna go great It's, it's gonna be great well, I feel like most people were taking, like with any, you know, hashtag day that happens, people <laughs> take the time to talk about whatever the hashtag relates to. So a lot of people yeah. are posting about why they're vegan or just acknowledging um, different forms of veganism, why it's important right now. Um, so I think we should just elaborate on those conversations. Sure. So did you see any notable posts that made you think anything? Uh, Not really. Honestly, I haven't been on instagram that much today um i saw avra of love wild live free it's her six-year vegan vegan birthday i think she called it mm. i saw that i think the one post i saw that uh kind of clued me into the more of the conversation was lauren toyota's post about it mm. i saw her post did not read it though okay so she talked about basically why veganism feels important to her right now and it was kind of a it wasn't a super uplifting post because I think with everything in the world right now it's feeling like even though veganism is a very positive change to make in your life things like climate change and the economy and just everything going on feels so overwhelming that sometimes it feels like am I doing enough but also how could I even do more there's only so much I can do and she had just watched or tried to watch the new David Attenborough documentary. Mm -hmm. And she said she only got like 30 minutes in before she just got too emotional because it made things feel, you know, like too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. I get those feelings constantly. (laughs) Right? But she did say like, she's like, I'm over here in my corner of the world trying to do my part, trying to help. um, And she feels like, veganism is one of those things that we can do right now to make a difference Mm -hmm. and I do think that's a very powerful message to share and to be talking about more often because I think anytime we talk about climate change everyone's first reaction is I don't feel like I can do anything or it's not really up to me or you know they're always saying that climate change is bad la 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 yeah, I think one of the things that people forget is that, like, climate change is, again, don't know tons of the science. I assume climates change themselves as well. But obviously, the rapidness of how quickly it's going is because of humans. Like, I don't think people realize that, like, it was humans who 
changed it all together. It's humans who can reverse it together too. And like, it was all these individual decisions that led to the environment and the climate being what it is at now. So it takes individual decisions to change that. And I I mean, some of the bigger moves will have to come from people in power. But once you, I think, start learning about the environmental impacts of the food you eat, then you start realizing that those decisions you make every day in the things you're consuming can directly help, even though it feels like you're just one person and it's not going to make a difference. But Mm -hmm. something that we always talk about is even if not everybody went vegan, if people were mostly vegan, that would make a huge difference for our climate. Mm -hmm. I think like to your point where like obviously there's people in power who also need to do their part who have much more power than individual citizens do but I think also to the point of like you see people in power change based on what the people they're serving tell them to do basically like if enough people get together and we're like this is what's important to us this is why it's important the people in power in certain positions will start to listen because for the most part like if we're talking about government specifically we're the people that elect them so they want to make sure we're doing what is going to get them elected um it's to like if you think of like the black lives matter movement like There was a time when no politician would say Black Lives Matter. And now so many politicians are saying it because people are demanding change now. And they're actually putting like they realize this is what people want. I need to do this in order to stay in power. As sad as that is, I also believe they're compassionate people. But, you know, there's certain things that like you can influence these things just by helping to move a movement forward. It's interesting how this we started off like, oh, we're going to talk about World Vegan Day Mm. and very quickly it becomes about climate change and when i went vegan or even started like trying vegan food with you and stuff climate and the environmental impact pretty much never crossed my mind yeah no me neither i i we've said our like vegan stories in the past before like i went vegan solely because i just wanted to try it and like health reasons and all that kind of stuff but then i think the more you get into it no matter what your reasoning is the more you surround yourself with other vegans who are talking about the reasons they went vegan or you're doing research or you're watching documentaries or you're just looking at the world, you realize that there's so many more reasons to also be vegan. And then you realize, like, wow, the food tastes really good, too. <laughs> and, you know, animals are really nice and cute. And if I can help the planet, then it's all good. I can't think of any reasons not to. Honestly, like veganism is such a win, 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 win all around. <laughs> You help the planet, you help the animals. I mean, I'm not going to say veganism is healthier because you can have a very unhealthy vegan diet, but you help the animals, you help the planet. What more can you ask for? And the food's delicious. Mm-hmm. And it, it also can feel like one person going vegan won't make that big of a difference. But I mean, I sat down at my dinner table tonight and apart from the fact that there was some non-vegan butter on the table and vegan butter as well but the whole meal was vegan and the rest of my family is not vegan but we have vegan meals all the time so by one person in a house of five people being vegan we are now eating more plant-based meals than we would have before and some a lot of the times less meat than we would have before so you're never gonna move out right so you can make sure they're always eating vegan meals (laughs) 
Oh yeah, of course. If I leave, then this place is just gonna it's gonna be full Fall of meat. Apart. I can't let that happen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, same goes for me. Like I do most of the cooking for myself and Hudge. And like aside from a couple, like I'm trying to think of what is not vegan in our house. He buys pizza pockets for snacking. <laughs> um, and a couple like random things. Everything is vegan and Hutch isn't vegan. He doesn't consider himself vegan. But he eats mostly vegan because he eats what I make for dinner and lunch and all that stuff and takes leftovers for work. So he's eating vegan mostly all the time. Yeah. And there's uh, such a bigger trickle down effect from just the people that we directly live with because then, I mean, let's say I was having dinner at uh, an extended family member's house, right? Back mm-hmm. when that was a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> now then, virtual dinners. <laughs> yeah. But then they got exposed to the different types of food I was eating. And of course, there would be lots of conversations about what I did eat or what it was like to be vegan. And then there's the people, you know, that you work with and they see what you're eating and then they ask questions and they see the food that you can have. And it's it just keeps trickling down like that. And it's like it's a pyramid scheme. No. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Veganism is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but I think like every person that you talk to, like every person that knows a vegan and has a not just like a passive interaction with them, but I think they can learn about veganism. And then through that, it can change people's perception of veganism. So one person going vegan does really make a big difference when you think of it that way and break it down that way. Mm-hmm. And even just like one person just eating less meat makes a big difference because also like we said if you live with people in your household and you're the cook in the family you eating less meat will directly impact what everyone else in your family eats (laughs) not saying to just change everybody's diet in your family but like you get what I mean (laughs) a lot of the conversations I like to have about veganism are basically just debunking all of the myths or stereotypes about veganism because Mm -hmm. even though to us who are we're so far deep into this vegan thing man (laughs) but to like other people all of those stereotypes that seem so old school are still so prominent in their minds right Mm -hmm. so the more you can talk about no trust me tofu can be really good (laughs) Uh, so wait what are your favorite ones to talk about then that tofu can be really good that it's not about being healthy, and that it's not about being perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Which I feel like we talk about on all of our platforms as much as possible yeah. or often anyways. I do really enjoy talk- like showing people that veganism isn't just salads. Mm-hmm. Like when you like bring have a vegan donut and they're like, wait, what? You can get a vegan donut? I'm like, of course you can. Yes. <laughs> it's 2020. Of course you can get a vegan donut. You can get like vegan everything. <laughs> right? What a time to be vegan. Yeah. It's honestly like, obviously it's never been easier to be vegan because things progress and things change. But like, it's li- like, again, and we, I say this with a grain of salt because everyone's circumstances are different. Um, But Like, it's honestly never been easier to find suitable substitutions for those things that you don't think you'd be able to find, like, a good replacement for. Cheese has come a long way. Non-dairy milks have come a long way. We have so many vegan burgers that one (laughs) might say that we could move on to something else, probably. Like chicken? 
a bar- Ch- yes. chicken. I think chicken would be great. Or I even think fish. Seafood. Yes, exactly. See, see, you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, we're done with the burgers. Just like we don't need any more milks, guys. Stop making milks. <laughs> we're done with milk. But that does not apply to cheeses. Keep making cheeses. Because- yeah, because I will say vegan cheese is not 100% there yet. It's getting Agreed. very good. But there is improvements that could be made. <laughs> So please keep working on cheese. <laughs> yes, we're, do- we're making great progress. There's some really good options. There's some that maybe need to catch up to the good options. And then we can hopefully maybe lower the prices as well. You know, it's it's a process. That would it's be a great. journey. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of lowering prices, oat milk. What are you doing? Sorry, back to veganism. <laughs> veganism <laughs> is great. It's not just a bunch of overpriced products. <laughs> Oh, you just take any excuse to trash talk oat milk these days, huh? Yes. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> I just still, I can't. It also just doesn't help that I recently bought an oat milk thing for Hutch. So I'm like so aware of how expensive it is because it directly affected my wallet. It's not fun. Because oats are super cheap and yet you still pay a lot for a, what is it, like a barista blend oat milk that you bought? Is a creamer. Right. Yeah, so it's small. <laughs> it's very small. And oats are like two cents. <laughs> like you can literally get such... Oats are one of the things that people talk about when people are like, veganism is so expensive. And they're like, no, you can just have oatmeal and beans and rice because oats are so cheap. Yet oat milk costs as much as cashew milk. Well, I can imagine it would be very difficult to milk an oat. So it's, it's <laughs> tedious work. Definitely. that That's the reasoning. <laughs> uh, back uh, to v- World Vegan Day, though. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about before the oats? Imagine, happy World Vegan Day, let's trash some vegan products. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already did that a couple episodes ago. We don't yeah. need to do that again. Yeah. But that does speak to the fact, like, we said this in that episode about a list of 100 best vegan products the fact that there is a list of 100 products like that that we could go through and criticize and say <laughs> that there was a bunch missing or that they're in the yeah. wrong order yeah or that like the fact that we could be at the point where we're like no we could just choose not to have oat milk because there's like 80 other different milks to have exactly it is such a good time to be vegan but then there's also because there's all these products and there are more vegans, there's also, you know, a lot of, there can be a lot of division in veganism, like within itself. Because vegans are, as much as we're trying to shed a positive light. Like the movement is based in positivity. Yeah, yeah. But... And we're trying to like portray that to omnivores. And then within veganism, there's there can be some toxic mentalities toxic just just eat vegan be live a vegan lifestyle don't get involved in the community (laughs) no that's that's wrong but it's yeah because i think because there's so many different reasons one can go vegan well environment health just because um animals all the all of the there's like so many reasons that someone could go vegan i feel like Whatever the reason was for you, that like one thing that you is the reason you stay vegan or you went vegan, whatever it is. I feel like people are just so passionate usually about that one issue that 
if another person is like, oh, I'm vegan for this reason or like or I went vegan for this reason. I don't really care about this thing. Things can just get so heated sometimes so unnecessarily because you're both vegan. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're on the same team, right? Yeah. Like this is where I like I struggle is where people start attacking other people who are also vegan because they're not vegan for the right reasons or because they don't go to animal marches or anything like that but I was like there you guys are like you guys are making the same impact regardless of the reason you went vegan you're both not eating meat Mm -hmm. and I feel like so much of it goes back to perfectionism and veganism which we both disagree with so much and I I want to believe that more and more people are um, thinking that way but I don't know if it's just because we surround ourselves with people who think that way that we feel that way because I was watching like one of Lisa the Viet Vegan one of her recent vlogs where she bought the tofu pockets that had oyster sauce in them not knowing it when she bought it and then she explained how she was still going to use them because food waste is equally a very big problem in the world so if you can eat them like if you're not allergic And she was going to share them with people who weren't fully vegan anyways, so it was a good way to use them up. So she felt comfortable doing that. And she said, like, even three years ago, it would have bothered her more. She might not have eaten it. But I think that change in people's thinking is so positive, not only for veganism, but for non-vegans and then for food waste. Like, there's so many positives to thinking beyond being perfect, right? Yeah, like, I feel like one of the things that bothers me is that, like, we allow for imperfection in so many other parts of life. Like people are like, it's fine, you know, just get back on the horse. You can do it. It's fine. One slip up, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But for veganism, vegans are like, no, you ate this. You're not vegan anymore. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who, who are you? Why are you? Why are you talking to me like that? <laughs> but do you think it's because like, you know, one slip up, it's a slippery slope. What if you have that one taste of non-vegan mayo and then you just can't get enough and then next thing you know you're ordering an all cheese pizza and that cheese is not vegan and then I don't know what happens after that honestly like even that situation I honestly don't care if that happens if it happens (laughs) fine just like know that that's happening see like I feel like everyone's got their own different journey with what they're okay with what their body's okay with what their mind is okay with and like everyone takes it at their own pace so if it takes a slip up where you don't you aren't vegan for a year and then all of a sudden you're back to being vegan I honestly don't care (laughs) I say that I don't care right now but I feel like if that happened if for whatever reason I stopped being all vegan and maybe I was just like mostly vegan I think I would feel a lot of guilt for a long time yeah no okay so I wasn't thinking of it from my perspective I was thinking of it like me onto other people like yeah "Yeah, I don't care if other people do all that I would definitely feel very guilty if it was me going through that (laughs) yeah not saying we should but you know (laughs) no but if we did then we would be understanding and accepting of ourselves because I think also when you take that pressure off yourself and stop feeling like I can't I can't mess this up. I can't slip up. I can't even consider that that could be an option in my future. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself because you don't know who you're going to be in two years or what your circumstances are going to be in two years. So I think if you're doing the best that you can right now, 
that's all that matters do the best mm-hmm. you can in this moment yeah i think it's it's like the perf- this the idea of perfection and um the pressures that make that can take a very positive very compassionate movement and turn it to be very toxic like diet culture like diet culture is a very toxic culture because we're taught that there's one body that's healthy and there's every other body isn't and you have to be working out every day for at least 30 minutes a day or else you're not fit and all this stuff you're taught so many things that you strive to be this perfect version of yourself and it ends up fucking people up so much so like perfection is never good in any part of life definitely not now should we switch to um talking about maybe our favorite vegan things to share because like when we were talking about conversations with non-vegans i always think like my favorite thing to give a non-vegan i think i used to say probably like uh, cauliflower wings or cauliflower bites but now i think i would say cookies i think i would say some kind of baked good yeah okay so this is the thing that i've actually learned through my vegan journey and talking to non-vegans is that for me i never thought it was never a big shock to me that vegan cookies could taste exactly like regular non-vegan cookies because i was like it's such simple swaps but it's actually something that's so consistent with non-vegans that they can't believe baked goods could taste the exact same so that I agree that's one of my favorite things I love baking for people because they're like wait there's no egg and there's no milk in this like it's such simple swaps and it's such an easy way to get people so impressed with vegan food I think they'll be impressed with the look and the consistency but a few times when I've done it you can tell that they are being super nitpicky and like really really tasting like well it just tastes like something is a little bit off (laughs) and you're just like well no you're doing that in your head because if I hadn't told you and somebody else had brought you these cookies you probably wouldn't have been able to taste the difference because I don't think that most people have that expert of a palate they do not right we do not very few people do (laughs) exactly and in those moments it can be so frustrating because I know that that cookie does not taste that different from another cookie Well, it's actually like, so like so many things is your mind just playing tricks on you, right? Like I was watching an episode of Good Mythical Morning uh, with uh, Colleen Ballinger and she doesn't like bacon. Like, so sorry, World Vegan Day. I'm talking about bacon (laughs) right now, but she doesn't like bacon. And they were trying to like convince her to make bacon, to like bacon. So they like did a bunch of these different tests and they gave her a bowl of chili that had bacon in it and one that didn't. And she was like tasting it. And she's like, you know, the one without bacon tastes better. And they're like, oh. They're actually both the exact same chili. (laughs) They're like, they're both bacon. (laughs) That's amazing. Right? Which is just like literally proof that your mind just plays tricks on you because you think you don't like something or you say you don't like something, even if it's true that you just don't like it. If it's somewhere in a dish and and you're told that it's there, you're going to taste it more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're going to psych yourself out. And I'm sure we do that with... Um, vegan things that we eat too where we're just you know very carefully analyzing what it tastes like what is this weird flavor and stuff like that but I think that also can go back to the idea that vegan food doesn't have to be a perfect replica of anything else you've ever eaten it just needs to taste good yeah something that I've I think my view on vegan food has shifted since I started like I used to be like this is 
a replacement for cheddar cheese or this is a replacement for burgers or this. Instead, it's thinking about, no, it's not a replacement. It's just a different version of a burger (laughs) or a different version of cheese or a different kind, whatever it is. Instead of like setting people up to think it's going to taste one way, just be like, no, this is just this kind of cheese. It's not any kind of particular cheese. It's just this. It's just vegan cheese. Yeah, I I think sometimes I forget to think that. Like lately, I found myself really craving an eggy flavor and wanting like breakfast egg type dishes. And when I make them, you know, they still taste good. And if you add the right amount of uh, black salt, then you get that sulfur eggy taste. But it's never quite exactly you know, giving me that same fix that an egg would in the past. So that's the one thing that I'm still kind of struggling with where I know what I've made tastes good, but it's not close enough yet that I'm happy with it. And egg is just one of those specific things that is still kind of there. Whereas like cheeses are, I know the vegan cheeses we have are not really like dairy cheese at all but for some reason I have forgotten what those tastes like and now I'm just like oh yeah this is cheese this is I also cheese now. think with cheese it's also a little easier to be like this is just a different kind of cheese because there's right. so many different kinds of cheese right so you could just be like oh no this is just a different kind of cheese mm-hmm. there's only one kind of egg <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yeah. So like you're literally trying to replicate one thing as opposed to this is just a different kind of cheese that's made in a different way. Like no like there's mozzarella, there's cheddar, there's feta. Like there's so many different cheeses that have so many different textures. It's easier to just be like this is just a different cheese. That's a good point. I guess that's helpful to think about. <laughs> But yeah, no, I've gotten to the point too where like obviously I still try and like replicate things because I think it's fun to do that. But I'm at the point too where like so I was having chickpea egg and I really like chickpea egg. I know it like I was eating. I was like it definitely doesn't taste like egg, but it's good enough. Mm -hmm. Like I was like it's I still really enjoy this sandwich as a breakfast sandwich. It's not something like I don't feel like it's missing anything or anything like that. So why am I working so hard to try and make this exactly like an Egg McMuffin when I already like what I'm eating? (laughs) Exactly. I actually bought some chickpea stuff this week because I, again, I'm on that egg hunt. So I'm like, I'm going to try some chickpea egg stuff. It looks pretty good. Did you buy chickpea flour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you to try it. Me too. Me too. But I'm nervous. (laughs) But I'm excited. It's like... It's, again, it's not like egg, but I do really enjoy it. I think it's good on a sandwich or on some toast. I think it's really good. And I think, too, maybe the thing that's kind of playing into that lately is I've been watching a lot more cooking shows than I normally would. And, I mean, there's not a lot of vegan cooking shows on Netflix, if any, uh, or even like episodes in with, within series. So we should probably do something about that. But anyways, because hey, Netflix, I, call yeah, us. We know you're listening. <laughs> Just like, you know, when we talk about things on our podcast, they tend to happen. So yeah, it's a magic podcast. <laughs> um, but anyways, I think because I'm watching these shows and then I watch the foods that they make and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make that vegan. I can totally make that vegan. So in my head, I'm getting more into, I want to replicate this. And with some recipes, it doesn't matter as much. Like, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. I think I did that one pretty well with Beyond Meat. It's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. But then there are still other recipes where I can't quite get it the same. And maybe that's why it's getting in my head more. Maybe. Yeah, again, I think it's because... And I get into those places too where I'm like, oh, I want to make exactly this. 
But like, I'm not in that place now at all. And I haven't been in that place for a long time where I'm like, that looks really good. I more get inspired by things I see. And I'm like, I'm just going to make my version of it instead of trying to replicate it. Yeah. I mean, I do get pretty excited by the fact that like, oh yeah, I know how to make that vegan. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) That is honestly a really fun feeling. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It feels like you're watching something and figuring out all the hacks for it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Easy swap there. I could probably use this for that. Or maybe I'll try some like jackfruit or mushrooms or I don't know. It's a fun little game to play. (laughs) Yeah. So actually leading into spinning off of what you just said, something that I think people don't really talk about when they go vegan or like a reason to go vegan I think it's when you go vegan you kind of inherently cook more because there's not necessarily a lot of fast food options or anything like that obviously that's changing now but I I think people underestimate the creativity in veganism because you have to you have so much fun trying new ingredients and trying things you've never done before or making a dish that you have like said in your mind of what it's supposed to be but making it with ingredients that you never would have used before because you can't use meat or fish or whatever it is I think like it's such to me that's such a fun reason to try veganism because it's so creative and it's so fun and like I think you can almost speak to it as well, too. You're so much more comfortable cooking now because you've had to cook more. Yes, but like in the beginning, that was one of the most intimidating and scary (laughs) parts about it was that like I didn't know how to cook any of this. I didn't know how to make any of this good. And now I'm at at the point where it's fun. And, you know, those creative things that you mentioned are very rewarding. And I enjoy that process. But getting to this point. Uh, has taken a long time so I can understand how a non-vegan would feel very intimidated and that can be a huge deterrent to new vegans. I I agree Um, but to me I just like view it in any way starting any new activity is like when you're excited about a new activity it almost doesn't matter if you do bad at first because you're just so excited about doing it and you're like this is fun obviously cooking isn't exciting for everyone so I know that Um, it it like it's on specific people but if you like or someone who likes to be creative in the kitchen like veganism can be so much fun yeah to all the people that tried bread making in quarantine like if you can handle that you could probably do some vegan cooking too go ahead oh and my god that a try right really especially easier. if you made sourdough <laughs> right <laughs> yeah no seriously if you can make sourdough you can make almost any vegan thing <laughs> Yeah, because that takes way more science, way more thinking and planning. Vegan food? No, easy. Yeah, like I think actually speaking of the like pandemic and the quarantine and all that kind of stuff, like I think a lot of people turned to cooking. Like we saw the baking aisle was empty for weeks. Um, People turned to cooking. If if you enjoyed that, if you enjoyed like getting into the kitchen and just kind of having fun, then veganism could be something you actually really enjoy. Just like... And it's not necessarily going vegan. It's trying to veganize like a family favorite that you guys have once a week. Seeing if you can make it vegan to the point where like the whole family still loves the meal. Like things like that can actually be a lot of fun. Or like you said, it's like how it doesn't have to be uh, about going vegan. But even if you're not necessarily swapping out your meats yet, why not just practice making your vegetables taste better? Because I think we all Mm -hmm. know that a lot of times we're not putting in the effort to make the vegetables reach their full potential because we think of them as like an afterthought in the meal. It's but just when, a side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when you do put more attention and time into those components, then you start to realize all of the forgotten potential that has been sitting on the side of your plate the whole time. 
That is beautiful, Devin. Thank you. I just, <laughs> vegetables are so beautiful to me. <laughs> yeah, actually. So we had this discussion in a video we just filmed for how to vegan the holidays. And it's like bringing those like really just like not loved vegetables and actually just cooking with them the way you would cook with meat or whatever the ingredients is or like we were talking about Brussels sprouts so sneak peek we have a Brussels sprouts recipe coming out (laughs) um but like I think people there's like people love um cauliflower especially vegans vegans love cauliflower like what if you tried battering and frying Brussels sprouts and putting buffalo sauce on them like I feel like people get so limited by the trends they see that they forget that that can apply to almost anything. Mm-hmm. And I thought of it because uh, one of the things we had for dinner was from the First Mess cookbook. And I think a lot of her recipes really speak to that, you know, making vegetables taste as good as possible because a lot of the dishes in that are really just vegetables. Yeah. And they're so delicious. Yeah. There's so much flavor and it just takes a little bit more time and thought where... For, we've just been taught to not think you know yeah it's it's not even more thought it's just the thought that you would normally give to the meat also give it to the vegetables like it's the same kind of process right so it's just more thought in an area we're not used to putting more thought into yeah and another thing that you realize when you watch cooking shows too is that they do put that much thought into every component of the dish right i mean if it's a very meat-centric dish that they're putting together sure the meat will have the focus but when they're building any kind of dish they put thought and attention into every step and every layer of flavor that's in that dish that they're serving and I feel like we just don't do that enough in our lives like vegan or non-vegan our food can be so much more than it is a lot of the time agreed are we still talking about World Vegan Day? I don't know. We're just talking <laughs> about vegetables now. <laughs> we got into food now. Uh, okay. Well, we started with climate, and then we talked about food. So where should we, where should we go, go from now? here? Yeah, where do we go from here? That's a good question. Okay, so we've talked a lot about food, but World Vegan Day also encompasses non-food vegan things as well. How has spreading your veganism into other areas other than your diet been for you oh we talking like lifestyle type stuff yeah i would say that that's a part of veganism that i don't actively think about as much like let's say for uh, a pair of shoes or a belt or a wallet or something that might have leather in it um you know, you try to find something that doesn't have leather or if you're, you are going to buy leather, you buy it secondhand. Um, but when it comes to clothing at all, again, I feel like my thoughts on clothing have shifted more because of environmental stuff. And I guess that is a side effect of veganism because it makes you think about all of that stuff more, but you know, um, clothing production and clothing waste is, a huge problem so I think that I think about it more in that way than thinking about it from a vegan perspective like maybe that's the one time when I don't think about the animals as much as I should and I'm mostly worried about the planet but maybe I just don't realize or I don't have as many animal products I don't know but I also think that if we're speaking specifically about clothing I also feel like if you're if the result of you thinking about the environment is you buying secondhand more, that also directly impacts positively on the animals anyways, because you're not recreating anything new, right? So I think even though you're not, the animals necessarily aren't at the forefront of your thoughts, they're still 
getting the positive effect of the other main point of topic in your mind when you're thinking about clothing, if that makes sense. No, yeah, for sure. And I mean, let me just clarify something. Animals are always at the front of my mind. They're wonderful. I love them so much. <laughs> the world truly doesn't deserve animals. No. They're boss- adorable. Did yeah, Bosco just- make eye contact? No, I was just looking at my cat and he looks really cute right now. <laughs> uh, anyways, how is how are the non-vegan things, I mean, non-food vegan. vegan things yeah. in your life going? Um, so it is something I will admit to not, again, not thinking about as much outside of diet. Um, so like I do, again, clothing is one of those things. I'm trying to buy less clothing, trying to buy secondhand when possible, but not necessarily directly because of animals, but because of the environment. Um, but it is something I'm trying to pay more attention to because I think sometimes I just kind of forget. And you just, like, you forget that animal products are in other things other than food sometimes. So, like, I'm trying to be more mindful of that kind of stuff. So, like, my mom wants to knit me a sweater. And, like, we were going, we went shopping for yarn. And she's like, oh, what about this one? And I, like, caught at the corner of my eye that it said wool. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't want this one. This one's wool. Give me something fake. (laughs) So, um, so it's one of those things that I'm trying to be more mindful of um, because I want to be more mindful of it like I want to make sure that I'm not buying animal products in any part of my life accidentally or not right um so I'm trying to be more mindful of it and think about these things and think about it in every purchase that I make like I'm trying to be like is there a chance that there could be a vegan product or an animal-based product in this product that I'm about to buy or whatever so that I am more mindful of it but also just being more mindful of purchases in general because we all consume too many things anyways. Truth, truth. I think my uh, my wallet would agree with that for sure. <laughs> uh, I think it's also because, you know, f- your food is something, a decision you make on a daily basis, whereas the other types of things you might not have to think about every single day. Like maybe you think about shampoo when you go to buy it, but that's not every day or every week, right? So the food things you get accustomed to and you practice that a lot more because it's way more often. Whereas the other items in your life that may or may not be vegan, you don't think about them as often. So it, it takes more to make those changes and to make that more of a front of mind thing that you think about. Yeah, honestly, like personal hygiene and like household items are truly one of the hardest things that I was because I also, again, don't know how to read those ingredients either that I'm like, I don't know what's vegan and what's not in this. Um, But also like for certain ingredients like shampoos, my hair is super sensitive. So sometimes I just have to buy the product that works for me and forget about the other stuff, unfortunately. Um, So it's it's the the like lifestyle items are a little harder and even just like things like buying a couch I remember I think watching a hot for food video or Lauren Toyota whichever one of the channels it was on where she was talking about like she purchased a vegan couch and like it was not cheap and it was really hard to find and like things like that like thinking about those things like if I ever went to buy new furniture making sure there's this but like also do I have the money to spend on a like vegan item because they tend to be more expensive because the word veganism (laughs) yeah I think in so many of my purchases now I'm trying to be more conscious of is there a better option for this or a different option but 
again, a lot of the times it's like, well, I really wish I could buy the more responsible item that's maybe more responsibly made, more ethically made, whatever it is. But I'm not in the position to make as many of those types of purchases as as I would like to be. So someday, hopefully, but right now you do the best that you can. Yes, we made a full 360 turnaround to this. It's not about being perfect, guys. It's about trying your best. Exactly. Look at it. It's all connected. <laughs> the best that you can do right now. So you don't have to compare it to the best that you did a year ago or the best that Mm-mm. you could do a year from now, but it's the best that you can do right now. I think that's exactly. important too. Yeah, because circumstances change and not always for the better. So you can't, it's okay if you're not doing as good in quotes as you were a year ago it's whatever you're able to do now so how should we spend the rest of world vegan month oh the rest of the month oh gosh well yeah Catherine. the entire month is about veganism can you be a little Um, bit more dedicated to this please (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) yeah me neither actually i think we already do a lot you know it's pretty exhausting I don't know. It's hard because I also am someone who doesn't really tie veganism as like a core part of my identity. (laughs) Maybe I'm weird for that. Like it's not something that like, like I say many things before I would ever say, oh, I'm also vegan and this and this. Like when you're like meeting someone or doing all this, like I say so many other things that I don't really like. I don't like being vegan isn't just like it's just not a forefront in my thoughts every day it's just something that I am (laughs) I mean I laugh because before I would have totally agreed there but I feel like the more I feel uh, attached to to market girls as a brand the more I'm like you know veganism does feel pretty significant part of my identity because we have this blog I agree I think it is a part but I just think my day-to-day thoughts don't align with that necessarily like obviously it's a huge part we're on the internet every single week talking about veganism (laughs) but like it just it's one of the things that I don't really think about on the day-to-day like if I'm meeting new people or stuff like I'd say my job and this and this and this and all like a bunch of other things before I would ever get to veganism see I meet people I'm like hey hi I'm vegan (laughs) hi I'm Devin I made some vegan cookies the other day so yeah I guess you could say I'm, I'm vegan you don't say vegan before your own name. You're just like, hi, I'm vegan. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's your name? No, my name is vegan. <laughs> well, happy World Vegan Day to everybody trying their best. I'm so happy that I got to spend some of this day talking to my favorite vegan. That's me, right? Oh, yeah. No, you too, though. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we can leave off. I don't know if... The people who listen to our podcast are vegan or not. But if you're not, we challenge you to try a vegan recipe, preferably from our blog. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or if you're um, not as comfortable in the kitchen and you're ordering food in, try something that's more plant-based from the menu. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's a place that doesn't just give you a salad or roasted (laughs) vegetables. Yeah. Look for uh, Thai food's always great. Chinese food's always great. Sushi options, always great. But yeah, even it doesn't have to be your full order, but just swapping out a dish you would normally get and try a vegan one or a plant-based one or a vegetarian one or whatever. I also think you don't have to be vegan to eat more plant-based or to eat vegetarian or whatever the way you want to eat. You also, even if you eat completely vegan, you don't need to call yourself a vegan if you don't want to. Just eat. 
exactly. and eat what feels good for you. You can introduce yourself by your first name instead of saying I'm vegan. <laughs> it's totally cool. Exactly. <laughs> That's going to be it for this episode. Be sure to check out our recipes at twomarketgirls.com and we are Two Market Girls on YouTube. You can reach out to us on any of the socials because we are also Two Market Girls there. And subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes all month long all about veganism oh god and beyond oh god beyond meat we're gonna have a whole episode on beyond meat yeah we're gonna get sponsored (gasps) oh my goodness did we just manifest that yeah we're manifesting stuff now (laughs) again it's been a while so it has been a while (laughs) 